This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Good morning, friends, family, church. Oh, we're missing so many of you and uh, it will just be great one day when we get together again. Uh, it's not the same to stare into a camera and sometimes make jokes and you can't see if anybody's laughing or not uh, or trying to hide themselves if it's uh, a bit, um, you know, like they say in Afrikaans, flow jokes. But uh, we're missing all of you and especially today, it's Mother's Day. We want to just say bless all the mothers, all the all the mothers in the church, all the mothers with natural kids, all the mothers with spiritual kids, we really, really appreciate you. You know, without mothers, sure, there's so much patience, so much love, keeping the families together, always having grace, working so hard. And, uh, you know, it's a calling to be a mother, even just to be at home. It's a calling. And uh, I think lots of the dads have discovered that also in this time. And, and then all the older mothers in the church, the Kumis and the Kuris and the Tani Nancy's and Estelle Aspelung, a lot, a lot of the older people that's been around for a long time. And I don't want to mention too many names. Maybe I'm going to miss one or two, but we just appreciate you. We appreciate you praying. And, uh, we just, I just want to start by praying a blessing over you in this day and in this year. Uh, so Father, thank you for all the mothers. We just want to bring them before you. We pray that in this time, they'll really experience you, Lord, and as families are together, Lord, that it will be, really be a precious time in your presence and with each other as families. And we just pray your favor, your peace, your joy, your grace over them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, yeah, it's such an exciting time to live. I think a lot of people have gone through some phases now and the first phase was just shock and new things happening with the lockdown that was announced and suddenly you have to sort of rethink and reevaluate and check and we're going to look, look at certain of these processes that we all have to go through and look at. Um, and now it's almost like people are getting a bit heavy, a bit like you, you know, they, they're sort of just wishing that the lockdown will get over. You get the frustration, the conspiracy theories on television and, you know, WhatsApp. People are spending so much time and I, I want to encourage you just stay away from the news and especially negative news. Uh, it's, it's really time to grow in the Lord and we're going to talk about that because the story we're going to look at is the story of Jesus taking his disciples, uh, over the sea to the other side. And, uh, what a challenge for them because sometimes we think like it was just another experience, but for these Jewish disciples, they've never gone over to the other side. And so the first thing that happens and we're going to read out of Mark chapter five, in uh, Mark chapter 4, and before that, uh, Jesus calmed the storm. Uh, it was crazy. They started to ask, now, who is this man? Because, sure, even the wind and the wave obey him. You know, they, they saw a side of Jesus that wasn't just human, but supernatural, where he said, peace, be still. That word for peace is the word shalom, uh, which isn't just an absence of trouble, but actually to bring wholeness, to bring restoration into a certain situation. When God speaks his peace, because he is the Prince of Peace, we have that life. And that's what he did. And he calmed the storm. And now they're going to the other side. And the, those disciples have never been to the other side. They, they've never been there. So it's the first time they're going into new territory. 
And uh, in Mark chapter 5, now we encounter uh, this uh, guy coming and running down from the tombs. Uh, some of the other Gospels actually say there were two people. Only one came running down. And this is the story that we catch up in Mark chapter 5. A, a, a remarkable story of Jesus setting somebody free. But I, I, I sort of want us to focus on the disciples around Jesus because they were so challenged. Yeah, And uh, let me say it again, that God is not primarily interested in our comfort zone. He's interested in your character. He's interested in his glory. He's interested in you and I growing into the image and the fullness of Christ. And so God will set us out to sometimes allow opportunities. And that's why one of the sermons I shared with us is the sermon, the power to change. You know, how do we adapt to change? Because some people just want to go back to normal, but the, the whole world is talking about the new normal. What, what would it look like? And yet we're sitting, we, we, we don't know. We don't know what exactly will happen with the economy, but we know there's a lot of shifts. Some people think like go back to normal, just like try to survive out of it. And other people see opportunities. And as Christians, uh, out of our comfort zone, this is the moment for the church to arise. This is the moment for you and I to stand up. And let's read out of Mark chapter 5, verse 1 to 21. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately they met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains. Verse 4. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart for him by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. So this guy was really crazy. And always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you? Jesus, Son of the Most High God, I implore you by God that you do not torment me. <laughs> Strange that the Bible uses the word worship there. You worship the Lord. So the words doesn't sound like worship, but coming to Christ is like worship. The moment when you bring all of yourself to Christ, it's worship. And it's got, it's much more than just the words we use. Worship the Lord with your problems, with your challenges. So every time we come to Him, when we consecrate ourselves, when we surrender, that's worship to the Lord. And so verse 8, For he said to him, Come out of the man. And this is now Jesus speaking, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. Because there's an exclamation mark. And then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Also he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him saying, Send us to the swine that we may enter them. Verse 13, And once Jesus gave them permission, then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fled, who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that had happened. Verse 15, Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion. So legion was a couple of thousand demons, you know, seven Demons at least, sitting and clothed and in his right mind. Sitting and clothed. Remember he was naked, so somebody clothed the man. But he also had a right mind. Some of the translations say a sound mind. And they were afraid. Verse 16, and those who sat 
So it told them how it happened to him who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. And then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has come and has done for you, and how he had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him, and all marveled. Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. So we see this tremendous story of this man running down to Jesus. Now remember the previous chapter, the disciples said, who is this man? You know, who is this man that wave and win obey him? And now we get into this situation on the other side, and immediately a man, a naked man comes running down, and he screams. Worshipping Jesus by bringing himself to the Lord. We don't know what happened with the other guy. But this one came down. And this one just threw himself at the feet of Jesus. Awesome picture. And I can just think the the disciples. Oh, there's a crazy man. What's happening here? We've only heard of this place. We've never been here. Because remember, Jews didn't really mix with other groups of people. And especially not with Samaritans. That's why the story of Jesus with the woman at the well um who was a Samaritan or the the good the story of the Good Samaritan is is really, really a challenge. Uh for the Jews especially because they were very religious. And uh something that stood out for me about the Samaritan, the Good Samaritan story is that, you know, all the guys that walked past the guy who fell at the wayside and was really hurt, they were all going for religious duties. The priests, the people, they they were all going to the temple. They were all doing what was right. But they lacked one thing, they had no compassion. And that's a challenge. And so here, Jesus takes these disciples out of their comfort zone and he challenges them. And the, the sermon is coming and going. <laughs> coming and going. So the first part of the story for all of us, maybe through the lockdown as well, is, is first come to Christ. A lot of people have experienced a drawing towards Christ. And that is so important that we know who he is. You know, that he is good. Uh, a lot of people have been questioning the goodness of God. You know, and, and that's been the challenge um, from the word go is uh, the Satan just tempted Eve and said, is God really good? You know, so if you question God's goodness, and I said it in the Our Father series, if you question God's goodness, then you cannot trust God. And it's so important that we learn to trust God. By the way, you can still enroll for that Our Father series. More than 500 people has already enrolled. And so we're very excited about that. And so, who he is, he's good. So, so coming to him, like this man ran to Christ. And it is important that we bring everything. Don't just bring your good stuff. Don't bring everything. Bring your impatience. Bring your fears about the future. You have to come to Christ. Because if we don't come to Christ, then we're going to try to figure stuff out in our own strength. We're going to try to be self-righteous. And that always fails. So coming to Christ. And once we've come to him, we come for wholeness. We come to receive wholeness from him. Not perfection, but wholeness. And so it is not just entertainment. You know, I was so sad in a way where I was just thinking in the last two weeks, you know, watching a lot of online sermons and stuff. And I thought like, sure, there's so much entertainment, you know, and uh, we as preachers sometimes like to entertain people. But 
We've not come for a show. Yes, we have to change and uh, generations change. You're, you're, you know, you can't live by formulas, but we can never change the gospel. And so if we try to entertain people, uh, that's the results that you're going to get. It's just entertainment. And they're going to expect entertainment. But if we bring the word of God to each other, and I was visiting a couple this week, and I hope they don't mind me sharing that, but they've, they've suffered, suffered terrible loss, terrible loss. And we just had a discussion and lunch together. And don't worry, I have a permit. It's legal, all that stuff. And um just taking care of them. And I realized I came out of there so strengthened, so focused. Because they know God. They've been strengthened in God. Despite the loss, despite the emotional things they've been going through, they're hanging on to Christ, but they're overcoming why? Because they're not trying to do it in their own strength. And so wholeness is so important because then we can have real trust, real focus, real openness towards him. And, and so we all have to, in this time, we have to come to him as families. We were forced to come together. And you know, then the best come out and the most ugly things. There's, there's some people that's, you know, there was so much tension. And don't despise it because God is using it to bring the family together. A major shift for the church, and we're going to talk about that uh, in, a, in a minute or two, but um, is that discipleship must turn away from just crowd or events or entertainment back into the home. And so now we're forced to rethink where is the primary focus of the church and its discipleship is in the home. Parents learning how to disciple their children. How do we become a godly family? How do we have a Christian home and not just Christians living in a home? You know, so what happened with this man as he came to Christ? Yes, he got delivered. Yes, he was set free. He was all. And then suddenly there was turmoil. Suddenly there were challenges because now there were a lot of chains and the demons went into the pigs and a lot of other people were affected by this man's healing. Positive and negative. So once you come to Christ, expect. Once you get baptized, expect challenges to come. Once you surrender, expect the devil not to be happy. And expect some people around you. And that's why we have to come to him to reset or to rest and, and to, to have a sound mind. That's what he wants to restore. And I think a lot of people have been challenged. You'll see there on your slide... There's a couple of words starting with the R. To reset. You know, if you put the, push the reset button, sudden, suddenly you, you bring it back to its original place. To recharge. Some of us just had to, out of a busy schedule, uh, get into the peace of God to revisit what, what is happening? Why, what is family about? You know, a lot of people have been so away from their family and now, you know, even going on holiday for a week, sometimes you're never together as a family. Now you're spending all this time in a very, very close space. So revisit what is the values? What is the family stuff? Then reschedule. <laughs> well, how, how do I reschedule my life that I've been used to having all these Patterns I need to reschedule and then rediscover and refocus. Now, uh, we're going to post some links online that we got from our friend uh, uh, John Yip and the multiplication school and some word files and stuff. Just some great questions that you can ask. But I, I want to go to some of these questions that are quite practical. There are, there are 10 of them specifically um, that one can ask in this time as we have a lockdown that, that makes one think. Because if you don't have these questions to work through and, and to sort of wrestle through, it's so easy to 
to lose focus because we need to reset. We, we can't just go back to normal. We can't uh, go, say that is actually normal. We have to ask what is normal. And so I want to read through these 10 questions very slowly. This is your homework. You didn't just come to listen or to be entertained, but actually to think through it. And if you take a week or two or a couple of weeks just to work through this, revisit, reschedule in your life what is happening. The first question is, how committed are we to make the future better than the past? To really believe we can bring heaven home. What, what do we, what's going to change? Do we actually believe that we can change? The second thing is, what is the difference between a Christian home and a secular home? That's quite a challenging question. What, what, what makes our home as Christians different than other homes? Because, hey, we can just be a bunch of Christians living in a home and we're nice people. But we want to establish a Christian home where God will feel welcome. So, does God feel welcome in our hearts, in our homes? Or are we just patching stuff together? The third question, how should a home feel? What, what, what should it feel like? What, what should be the normal in our homes? Because if we think of the past, Sometimes it's just going in, going out, sport, this, kids there, everything. It's like, sure, we're just, we're living under the same roof, but it's not a home. And we can ask the same questions about church. What is church? And that's why I'm so excited that the Lord shared last year with us and said, hey, let's be the church. Let's not do church. Let's not go to church, but we become the church. So when we... Gather again on a Sunday. It's just a celebration of church that has happened for six months. Because church is not under lockdown. Church didn't stop because we don't gather on a Sunday. I'm so amazed by looking at all the Zoom meetings and people connecting with each other and people praying for each other. The other day I baptized somebody over Zoom. It was just amazing. There's so many things we can do because the church is growing and we're seeing how God is is responding and doing things as we're praying. So how should home feel like? What should it feel like? But number four, what does it practically mean that our main assignment is not to make ourselves happy, but to build the kingdom of God? Seek first the kingdom of God. Question number five, what are the four main values for our family and how are we going to live it practically? What what are you built on? You know, there's some stuff that doesn't change. Vision doesn't change. The vision of the church doesn't change. The vision of your life should not change. Even when we're in lockdown, the values should not change. Really, maybe the strategy and the goals are going to change, but the vision and the values never change because, hey, it's still the same. And we're going to talk about that. Number six, who are the four to ten people we each need to empower and develop us and keep us accountable and how are we going to spend time with them? Number seven, what does loving each other with God's love and not with self-love mean? Woo, these are challenging questions. And you know, you can think like, oh, let the slide just go past. But I want you to maybe take a screenshot and it's going to be um, also posted online. But take a screenshot and go and think about it. Go and take some time. Number eight, what are the unique and significant attributes of each in the house that we appreciate? You know, because now sometimes we get tense with each other. But I want to encourage you to have a time of celebration or honor each other just sit around the table and say hey i really appreciate this about you i really appreciate this about you you know this yuan guy is, is so great this this is what i love about him or, or this daughter where we really honor each other and so number nine who do i want to be on each of the six dimensions of life spiritual who do i want to be spiritual physical emotional social intellectual in, in, in my environment and the last question what 
is each one's most important focus area to grow towards better maturity for the next year or two. Time to set up certain goals. So these these are very practical questions. I got them from my friend John Yip and the International Sports Ministry. They're doing great stuff and it's great to learn from even people from different cultures and different places. So first when we come to Christ, now we've had a time to reset, to rethink, revalue, reschedule, um, rediscover what is family, what is our communication. Um, and then finally we need to refocus because this is the <clears throat> amazing thing about this story. In Mark chapter 5 that we've read. This guy discovered wholeness. He discovered healing. God set him free. Now there's a bit of turmoil. There's challenges in the community. There's a lot of fears. There's a lot of insecurity. Because now the guys actually said to Jesus, you know, get out of this place. We don't want you to be here. And yes, it's this man who got healed. In his right mind, clothed, being cared for. And Jesus starts to walk off. He wants to go back. And then you know what it, what this guy wants? He, he wants to get in the boat with Jesus. And then Jesus turns around and he says, Nobody, this is not going to work. Verse 19, let's read that again of Mark chapter 5. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and everyone marveled. Sure, everyone marveled. You know, when God does stuff in us and through us, once we've come to Christ, then we need to be commissioned by Christ. We need to come and then we need to go. We need to be a flowing source. It's almost like a pipe. Not just receiving, but releasing. We're just the pipe of the glory and the presence of God. And so we need to get out of the boat. We can't just stay in the boat. And that's why vision is so important. That's why purpose and our values are so important. Because those are the things that, that hold us together as families, and as the church, as a small group, we must ask those questions. What are the values? What are the things that keep us together? Because while we want the whole of community to marvel, to wow, to glory. Because everyone marveled. You know, and just uh, sharing some of the packages and stuff uh, with people. Well, just in the past two or three weeks, I've, I've seen how hardened hearts turn around and become soft. People that were offended with the church. Just because of sharing food. And just being there, being the church, wow. Uh, this one lady, she didn't speak. She was just so negative the first week. The second week when we got there, sure. Then she started to open up about her hurts and her wounds towards church. The third week, she kept us busy for an hour and a half. We, we were late for the next drop off. <laughs> and I realized like, wow, God, you can take a hard heart and make it soft. Why? Because we want the world to marvel at how are we responding to all these fears. How are we responding? This is an opportunity now to live out the values. Because if you take the orange and you squash the orange, you get orange juice, hopefully. <laughs> when you take the Christian and you squash the Christian, you get swearing. No, no, no. You get Jesus. You get Christian Christ comes out. And so we want the world to marvel. We want the world to wow, to glory, just like with this man. Because the first reaction is get with Jesus in the boat. Just, just, this becomes the new norm. Just go back to this. This is it. I'm going to just sit at the feet of Jesus. But you have to come 
And then you have to go. Isn't that the story of Abram? God says, Abram, come out of the earth of the Chaldeans. And now, in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Do you believe that? That in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So I want to revisit our theme for the year. And ask you to pray through it. And not this coming Tuesday, the next Tuesday, we're going to have a Zoom meeting with all the leaders. And if you consider yourself to be a leader or you want to be involved, we want to invite you to that. But we're going to just share vision again. What does it mean? And we said at the beginning of the year, making and becoming obedient disciples that are rooted in Christ, rooted in the love of Christ. Making and becoming disciples. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? Because God hasn't changed. The vision hasn't changed. Maybe the methodology is going to change. And that's why we're doing a lot of things online. That's why we're giving you the encouragement sessions every uh, evening. And we're continuing with that. Why? So that you can have tools to also share with other people. Share your testimony. Share it. This is the time. Don't hide now, church. There's a time for the church to arise. But if we don't see... We want to just get into the boat. We, we just want to like, oh, you know, this is the time for the church to arise. When there's great darkness, the church arise in prayer, in worship, surrendering to God, coming to God, but then going from God. And what does that mean practically to you? It means praying. It means going out there. It meaning, meaning becoming um, families that are value and Christ-centered. And so there's some other notes we, we're we going to post online. Just what does it mean to re, revisit? What does it mean to reschedule, rethink, reset, uh, rediscover? You can also join this multiplication school. Uh, what does it mean to be godly families? We'll post a lot of things online um, with these links of this sermon. So so it's, we want to get practical, but I want to pray for us that that we will not miss God. In this time, a lot of churches are coming together, praying together, awesome things happening. Don't miss the Lord. Don't be focused. Yes, we've come to him, but now we need to go. Now we need to refocus, realign to what God is saying uh, for the future. Because church may look different in the future. We don't know. But all we know is, hey, the vision is the same. So I want to I want to pray for us for a strengthening because hope deferred makes the heart grow sick when the hope goes and we get discouraged and depressed and that's just when we lose vision that's when we lose focus of who God is and what God has told us to do so let's pray that the kingdom will come Father I want to thank you for every person that is listening that's Lord <clears throat> online at the moment Lord maybe they're listening late in the week I don't know but Lord I pray for a vision that will stick a godly vision a kingdom vision let your kingdom come let your will be done here as it is in heaven lord we break every chain and we say lord there's no limitations to your kingdom and your ways in jesus name we pray amen
Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.